Welcome to The Sandbox with Justin Peters, connecting you to the ideas and tools to improve your life. Now let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Sandbox. This is my third episode. Wasn't sure I was going to make it this far. Um, Of course, (laughs) of course, my name is Justin Peters. Today, actually, I've been thinking a lot about success. Um, With this transition that I'm going through right now, I'm trying to define what a successful life would be, and not only a successful life in my career, but also what success would mean to me with my health and wellness, how I can utilize money to set myself up successfully. Another another big area that I've really been thinking about is how to have a successful relationship. I recently started dating my partner, Gabby, and I don't know, I'm not great at this area of my life. Relationships, um, I think, think I have a lot of room to improve in terms of being a better boyfriend. Um, and it's been really fun dating her because she's actually a great partner and I've learned a lot from her about how to be better. Um, but another couple that I've really admired and I've really looked up to um, for a while now is my good friends, Jeff and Abby Nickel. Um, these two are high school sweethearts. They started dating their freshman year of high school, ended up going to college together, and recently, last June, got uh, got married. And it was so fun. Um, and I thought it would be it would make a really cool episode to bring them both on board and share their story a little bit and talk about what they think in terms of how to have a successful relationship. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with Jeff and Abby Nickel. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Abby. Welcome to the Sandbox. Hey, how's it going? Hi, Justin. Uh, Thanks for for being on, guys. I really appreciate it. As I was talking about in my intro, you guys are like my favorite couple that I I really look up to. and uh, for people that haven't known you for 10 years like I have, I would love to just lay some foundation. So why don't you bring us back to the very beginning and tell us how this relationship sparked. Take it away. <laughs> All right. So me and Abby first met in eighth grade. We went to separate middle schools, uh, met through some mutual friends. And then once we got into high school, we um, became instant best friends. We ran cross country together, um, went and watched each other's soccer games and just became really good friends through that process. Um, and then it, towards the end of our freshman year, we started dating. Okay. So how did, how did, where did that progress into we're best friends and now we're interested in dating each other? Was that always there? Was it always from the start? Did some, was somebody always interested in the other? I part? was always interested. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeff but was you know, a little bit, huh? I was friend zone before friend zone was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I was obviously dating one of Abby's friends at the time. Um, and once we broke up, me and Abby just started to realize that, or I guess I started to realize like, hey, you know, Abby's been there the whole time. Um, great friend. And then I think it started to turn into, hey, Abby really should be more than a friend and she is more than a friend. Um, and then the relationship kind of sparked from there. Mm, that's cool. So what, uh, Abby, what attracted you to Jeff? 
Oh gosh, I don't know. He was really cute. He had the skater boy hair, you know. Was, was back it? when we were in eighth grade. Yeah, keyword was. Um, I don't know. He was just nice, easy to talk to. We had a lot in common, and. Do you guys do the whole like stay up late talking on the phone for like hours oh, and yeah. hours? Texting like with T9. Yes. <laughs> well, until her parents took her phone away at like 9 yeah. p.m. every night. I did have to charge my phone. In my uh. <laughs> and, and what about you, Jeff? What was first impression of Abby for you? So Abby was just really easy to talk to. And I, I thought it was awesome that she also played soccer and just being able to have something like that in common that you could talk about and and if I was like, you know, I can't hang out because I have soccer. She's like, oh, guess what? Me too. And I was like, perfect. Yes, um, I, I have more soccer. <laughs> so it just worked out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious with you guys. When did you guys realize like, oh, this might be serious? Like when did that, when did your relationship pivot? Did it ever feel like it pivoted? Was there a pivotal moment in that sense? Or when were you guys like, okay, let's, let's actually take this seriously? I think it was college. I decided to go to William Jewell, which is in Kansas City, um, my senior year, and Jeff was going to go to Webster, and, you know, we were just going to figure things out from there, but then he decided to change everything up and follow me, so that's when I was like, oh, shit. He's real. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think um, that's when it was for me, and like you said, like, the whole immaturity of relationships, I think that's what makes ours really cool is that we've seen each other through each phase of life and I think we can definitely look back on a relationship and be like it was immature at times but instead of calling it quits we have always just worked through that and grown together so I think that that's interesting yeah right. would you and I think deal for you too Jeff <clears throat> yeah absolutely and I think too when I feel like when people do hit that spot of like oh you know maybe this relationship isn't for me I think it's because those people aren't pushing each other to go into the next level of life, uh, which I think me and Abby have done a really good job at, um, you know, transitioning into college and then obviously transitioning into adult life. And, you know, we bought our house together and got married and bought a dog. And just each one of those steps, we were able to push each other and be able and, and know that we were on the same page rather than leaving one person behind um, and, and just moving forward. So, hmm. so what's, like what kind of like how did you guys commit to each other? What values did you bring to your relationship? And um, like how did you deal with like such turbulent, distracting times for for most young adults? So uh, I think the first one, and it's it's two and one really, is humility and forgiveness. So mm-hmm. I think when you do make a mistake, you have to have that humility to say, "Hey, I did make a mistake. I'm sorry. Take responsibility for that." And then the other side of it is the person that you you did wrong by has to be able to forgive you and say hey i understand that you made a mistake we're all human it happens but i do forgive you and now let's move on from that and i think when people really just let that all bottle up it it, it does no good for anybody um so having both of those go hand in hand is i think huge yeah mm-hmm. and honesty too like <clears throat> just being open and honest with one another um so you know that you can move into that humility and forgiveness um because everything's uh, out there in the open we're very good at being very honest with one another yeah so i think that's where most people find those those moments that things fall apart is when they're not being honest and truthful about things mm, definitely and I'm, I'm so glad you brought up forgiveness too because this that is one thing whenever i'm an outsider looking into your guys's relationship the thing you guys have done very very well over the years is forgiveness 
Jeff over here is not perfect. He's got a bit of a temper sometimes, and you guys have blown up on nights, but I always feel like the next day you guys make men's. Um, and I'm sure Jeff is probably great at apologizing, and, and Abby is probably phenomenal at, at forgiveness. Um, but, like, what's what language is typically around that? Were you guys always good at that? Or, like, when did that really start like hey like i i love like the 24-hour rule sometimes you just got to sleep on it or whatnot but like what specifically um do you guys do in terms of apologies and forgiveness i think it depends i think as we've gotten older we realize how much like giving each other time and space is important but like when you're younger it wasn't that it was like we've got to hash this out we've got to figure this out we can't go to bed upset like you know but as we've gotten older, it's like, okay, you need to take your moment. I need to take my moment because we need to come into this with a clear mind and be able to work through this and like really talk about what happened and allow ourselves to have a moment to think about, you know, things that we've done and how that makes the other pe person feel. And I think that's a big part of it too, is like stopping to think like, oh yeah, I made that choice, but I didn't necessarily make that choice with you in mind. So now I see why that makes you upset. Mm -hmm. And things like that, being able to have those conversations. I think that's when our forgiveness is probably the best, is when we're able to just sit down and, like, talk. Face Taking face. the other person's perspective into account. Yeah. For sure. Way easier said than done. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> <laughs> what was something big that you both had to work on in order to make this relationship work? <clears throat> um, I think just trying to be able to show up for each other um you know after graduation we both jumped right into our careers um and we were both very busy um i was taking my cpa exam abby's in grad school now and just being able to come home and, and realize hey abby's doing grad school i should probably pick up you know what i need to be doing around the house and do some extra things so that she doesn't have to stress about that um and just you know making sure that we're both putting in the effort to make the relationship work because ultimately if she's stressed out then i'm going to get stressed out <laughs> and it's not going to be good wife, for anybody yes <laughs> so i think i think it's just being able to recognize when somebody needs help without them having to ask like we really have to be good i think that's what both of us had to do is ask each other for help like be able to recognize when we need help and how to ask for it mm. and that's hard too we, we're still working on that <laughs> i'm still working on that. <laughs> yeah i think another one too is just being patient with each other um, I've definitely seen that where, you know, Abby will ask me to do a project around the house and then I ask her to help me and then she's not as good at, at it as me. You know, I get a little frustrated. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I got to realize that Abby has never done this before and just be able to like walk her through it yeah. and say, okay, might take a little longer, but it's what needs to be done so that we're both enjoying the process and, <laughs> and just, just being patient, um, and stuff like that. <laughs> Oh, God. Gabby has got to be nodding her head whenever she listens <laughs> to that part, because I am the same way with patience. I'm just like, oh, my God, just get out of my way then. Like, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. You get to, like, that final boiling point, and you're like, oh, and then you got to go apologize after, like, 10 minutes. You're like, oh, okay, that was stupid. I... Sorry about that. Let's do this together. I've really learned the word together. That's been something I've been trying to bring into my vocabulary a little bit. I've, I've always had long-distance relationships, too, so... Even though when I've been dating people, I've still always like maintained my independence to an extent as well. So right. I, I'd be curious, especially with you guys dating at such a young age, um, do you guys feel like you have separate identities? Are you carrying a similar identity? How have you guys dealt with that over the years? So I think, yes, we do obviously have an identity together, but we also have our individual ones. Correct. Um, and I think the biggest part is 
you know, what I do does not just reflect on me anymore. It reflects on Abby mm-hmm. and myself and, and same for her. And really, I think, especially with our friend group, like everybody knows me as me, but they also know Abby as Abby. But when we come together, like, oh, well, Abby makes Jeff a lot better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's really just being able to distinguish ourselves separately and say, OK, sometimes I'm going to go hang out with my friends by myself. Abby's going to go hang out with her friends by herself and just being able to let everybody know, like, hey, I don't just hang out with Abby all the time. I can come hang out with you guys by myself, which I think is really important in a relationship too to have those relationships together, but separately as well. Yeah, communication is so key, I think, around that area as well. Like, you know, with setting boundaries and, and you know, just being transparent versus I, I see a lot of people uh, struggle in this area because they make probably dual commitments, you know, one to their partner, hey, we're going to do this. And then also kind of like, leading the guys or the girls on and being like, Hey, like, yeah, maybe I could do that too. Like, and you have, you're juggling two balls in the air at one time. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's where I see it, you know, kind of fall apart sometimes. Right. And I think that's where the communication comes <laughs> into play of just kind of setting it up front. Because if you're like, Hey, Abby, like we're going to hang out on Saturday. Then I need to let the guys know like, Hey, I can't hang out Saturday. Right. Um, and being intentional too, like <clears throat> thinking about, okay, here's my weekend here's the things that I have to do. Here are the things that I want to do. And how am I going to make that all work? Like, Mm. you know, it's important to me to see Jeff. So how are we going to make that work? It's important to both of us to see our friends. So how can we be intentional with the time that we do have? I think is super important too. So you guys mentioned uh, a big milestone of yours, the the wedding Um, and congrats. So you guys got married last June, 2019. I was trying to think it's been, you're coming on 10 years dating now, right? May of, yeah. of 2020 will be 10 years of dating. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Jeff, I'd love to hear about uh, preparing for the <laughs> proposal. What, what was that feeling like? I mean, you've known her so long, her family for so long. I was with you around that time whenever you're going to make the ask though. <clears throat> it was so fun seeing you. So I'd love to, for you to tell that story. So me and Abby, like you said, have been together for almost 10 years now. So after graduation, there was a lot of pressure of like, when are you going to get, when are you going to get engaged? And I was like, not anytime soon, which we all knew it was going to be soon. But um, <laughs> I think for yeah. me, for me, I think it was just getting in a place where one, we were financially ready for it. Um, and two, that our relationship was in a spot where I thought that we'd be able to prosper without having as many problems. Um, and I think three was just being able to know what the plan was going to be like, like, Oh, do we move into together or do we, you know, continue doing what we're doing for a year until we get married and just trying to get it all figured out in my head before I was able to really make that big of a jump. Um, so I think that year that we were living together, I was able to really put all that stuff together. Um, and I knew that I was going to get done with the CPA exam and I was going to have a lot more time to be able to put towards all that, um, into our relationship and, and everything else. And so when I finally decided that I was at the point where I was ready, you know, I was like, all right, well, let's start looking at rings. Um, So then after you have the ring, it it comes down to what are you going to do? And I had no idea. Um, I knew that, you know, me and Abby both really loved our friends and our family. And I knew that I, you know, that I wanted them all to be there and be able to celebrate with us um, during that event. And for us, we both really liked Cedar Lake Cellars which is a winery out in Warrington. Um, and so I decided that I was going to do it there. Um, so basically what happened was there's a little barn and all of our friends um, from St. Louis and Kansas City alike were, were on top of that barn just waiting for it. 
And it was the last day of school for Abby. And I basically had set it up to where her best, one of her best friends, Courtney Jones, was going to hang out with her along with their, their moms and have a little winery date. Um, so they started walking over that bridge and I was just standing there. And at that point, everybody stopped and Abby <laughs> had to continue walking, um, you know, and I got down on one knee and I don't really remember what I said. I blacked out a little bit and then everybody started cheering and hooping and hollering. And so it was great. After the proposal, everybody ran down and we were all able to hang out and then the family showed up and we were able to just celebrate um, until they closed. And for us, I think it was perfect just because we were able to be with all of our friends and our family. Hmm. Abby, did you communicate with Jeff around any of like your expectations for the proposal? Um, I think really, as far as like my ring goes, I just showed him a shape, but I didn't want to do anything more than that because I kind of like appreciate the thought process that has to go into it. So I didn't want him to think like, oh, it has to be this exact ring or I'm not going to be happy. So I just more told him a shape and he went from there. And I love it. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, and then as far as the proposal, same kind of thing. Like I never wanted him to feel like it had to be a certain way or I wasn't going to like it. And then what about the wedding itself? How was the planning process? What were some of the challenges of the planning yeah. process? And How was the planning? <laughs> so, uh, I was out of town a lot, so I didn't do much planning. Uh, I was more of a, uh, a counselor in, in that regard, um, <laughs> making sure Abby was doing all right. <laughs> So, yes. so what, what, how did Jeff, uh, cause, cause he's downplaying right now. How, how did Jeff support you throughout the process? Clearly, I think you carried probably a lot of the weight here. <laughs> um, but, but how did you guys work through this process? Well, weddings are like really, really exciting. And then you get to planning them and you realize that important people have expectations. Kind of like you said, like, my mom has an idea of what she wants. His mom has an idea of what she wants. My grandma has an idea of what she wants. Like everybody has an opinion. And then on top of the opinions, you have a budget. <laughs> mm. So like everybody has these wild dreams, but then you have to make them work with what you have. And so I think like the biggest thing that he did for me was just allow me to like talk through things like, and he's great with money. He's an accountant. So, you know, is this something we really want to spend our money on? Is this something that's dumb to spend our money on? I think that was really a big thing. What was uh, both of your guys' favorite moment from the wedding day itself? The day does go by really fast. Like people don't lie when they say that you feel like you're getting ready and you remember walking down the aisle and then all of a sudden someone's coming to you and like your time's up. Um, but I think like my favorite part of the day, besides like the actual wedding ceremony itself, because like that's just that's like almost too much. Like it's so many emotions and like everything you've been waiting for is like finally happening. But I think it was just like those small pockets of time that it was just me and him. Because like I said, even with the planning process, like it is about so many other people than just us. So we took time to like take pictures before our ceremony. I think that was one of my favorite times because it was just me and him. After the ceremony, I think my other favorite part was like our first dance. Because it was like, hey, how are you? It's good to see you. Haven't seen you since we kissed at the altar. Like, <laughs> you know, so I think it was just like those pockets when it was just like, oh, my gosh, we're married. How do you feel about that? <laughs> it's just me and you. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think one of my fondest memories, and I thought it was super funny, was that morning I, 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 spent, I spent a ton of time 
over at Curtis's house, like writing a letter to Abby. And I gave it to her and she's like, Jesus, Jeff, this is way longer than mine. So she stood there for like 10 minutes reading this thing. Um, and she was just like laughing the whole time. And I would just kind of stand there like. Yeah, because I wrote my letter the morning of, like as my hair was getting curled, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was just being able to like take that moment and be able to still laugh even though we were kind of like you know stressed out with everything yeah. but also super excited and everything but just be able to take that that time to just have raw emotion and just laugh and it was good looking back on the whole wedding planning and day of wedding do you have any advice for for anybody that are about to start that process for the first time just like really kind of deciding like what's important to you what you want your day to look like what you want it to feel like it was big for us that we were celebrating with people because we've been together for so long we wanted it to be a celebration realizing what is most important to you and going all out with those things we ended up having abby's uncle todd marry us so good <laughs> he was so awesome. good yes he was awesome. and i think that i would highly recommend that to anybody who is maybe second guessing getting married in the church or mm -hmm. just not really you don't really know what you want or how you want to do that but just getting somebody that is a role model to not, you know, it wasn't just me, but Abby as well in our relationship and that we knew loved us and we loved him very much. And just being able to have that connection um, before the actual marriage, I think was really awesome. So the other big life milestone you guys mentioned was buying a house together. And I'm sure that that comes with a lot of the similar decisions <laughs> and thought process behind that. Any general thoughts on buying a house with your significant other? That was interesting <laughs> because we weren't engaged yet. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of hard for me because I've been dating this boy for my whole life. And now we're going to buy a house. And it's like, mm -hmm. are you just going to get comfortable in that house? <laughs> I'm going to be a forever <laughs> girlfriend. Like, you know, but he had a plan the whole time with that. So, I mean, that was an interesting part of the whole deciding on a house process. But I think the reason we decided to actually like buy a house and build a house was more you like <laughs> owning something. Mr. Financial. Yes, Mr. Financial. For me, you know, we looked for houses for a while and a long time. And in all over St. Louis. Um, and ultimately it came down to the market was really hot at the time. And so it was hard to find a house that you weren't putting, you know, ten, fifteen thousand dollars over the asking price, which we just weren't willing to do at that time. And so Abby came and looked at this subdivision while I was at work yep. and loved it. And she's like, we got to come look at this. And I was like, all right. And then we ended up leaving with a contract. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> he didn't believe me that we could build a house. So, so I had to go figure it all out. <laughs> yeah. So and I think that. I think that we started looking before we were getting married, but the fact that I was like, okay, I know when I'm going to propose, but we're going to get this house and it's going to take three months or longer to actually build. And I was like, we'll be engaged before this. So in my head, it all worked, right? <laughs> Abby didn't really understand what was going on. Um, but I think ultimately it's just making sure that, you know, if you are going to move in with somebody before you do have those talks of like, Hey, you know, we are going to get engaged. That is the plan. Um, cause we did have those conversations. Yeah. Um, it was just a matter of when it was going to happen. And, you know, along with what Abby was saying, I am very, I, I, I think I'm very financially, <laughs> um, sound. And I think, you know, for me, it was like, I, it's just financially better to have a house than it is to pay rent. You're yeah. getting some equity in your house. And for me, it just, it just made more sense at the time. Um, 
and we had some money to put a down payment on the house. So it just, it's what we decided to do. Yeah. And I think we were also like ready for that milestone or that step too. Like I would leave work every Friday and come and stay at your place all weekend. And then he yeah. would like try to get out here to Winsville and see me. And it, we just felt like we were spending more time like on the road than anything. So I think that was a big motivator too, is like we were ready to see each other every day. We had had those conversations. Um, yeah, we were just ready to move yeah, and, and I think there's some beauty too in a relationship when you get to just do the day-to-day together. Like I think a lot of couples like uh, want to to live life together, not yep. I'm at your place, like kind of invading your space, like trying to kind of not get in the way of your routine or how you do things. Like I, let's just do life together. And I think that is like another level, not even just buying a house. Um, but, but now you're coming together and doing life together. Did you have to make any adjustments living, moving in together? I mean, you've been together so long, but now you see each other 24 seven, I mean, outside of work, but whatnot, but you are doing the day to day. What adjustments did you have to make whenever you moved in together? I'm super type A and he's very like organized chaos. So I think that was like the biggest adjustment living together. Like I like a place for everything and everything in its place. And he like can just, he's like, oh, that screwdriver that I need, it's underneath this on top of this below this. And I'm like, <laughs> no, it needs to be in a box that says screwdrivers. Like, <laughs> so I think that that's been hard because I can't be like, um, this needs to be put away and this needs to be here. But he also can't just leave things everywhere because he knows it drives me nuts. So I think that was like our biggest adjustment is like figuring out our systems. Um, I think that's super important too. Like the other day he was like, I can't help you with laundry because I don't know what you're doing down there. And I was like, (laughs) that's really true. Like I do have my own little system and you probably don't know what's clean and what's dirty and what needs to be hung up and all that stuff. So, I mean, once again, like communicating, like this is how I like my things how can we do this together? Where should we put this? How should we do this? I think those are the biggest adjustments because we want it to feel like each other's home mm-hmm. um, and not just like my space, his space. No, hundred percent. And I think too, it's just being able to like identify little quirks that really like tick you off. <laughs> like Abby, her, like her toothpaste is so disgusting. I've never noticed it. <laughs> she doesn't put like the cap back on it, so there's just toothpaste everywhere. So I just started buying the one that has a little clip-on cap. So then she <laughs> can't even take the cap off, you know, just little things like that. And she didn't even know, you know. But just little things like that of just being like, okay, what can I do to to help make it to where this is all manageable? And yeah, yeah I think the other big one for us too was like our schedules. So like. He has busy season with tax season and then I coach girls soccer in the spring. So like I would get really upset when I would come home from work and like make dinner and then he'd be like, I'm not going to be home till 10. Mm. So like letting each other know like where we're going to be so that we can, you know, not waste time or things like that. Um, That was a big adjustment too. Like we have a shared calendar now. I was just about to ask like, what is, what does that process look like? How do you know? So you guys share it like a a Google calendar or something? Yeah. And we'll put like our dinners and stuff in there too. So like if I am coaching, but I've done the grocery shopping that week, like he knows, okay, I'm supposed to be making this tonight. So if he can't get a hold of me or whatever, because I'm busy, he can at least go on with his day. How have you guys both positively influenced each other? I think for me, like Jeff is the most like driven, hardworking, speak your mind kind of person. 
Whereas I tend to be kind of more like reserved and that kind of stuff. Um, so I think he reminds me, like he inspires me and motivates me to work hard. Like he got his CPA, so I need to go get my master's. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of how that is. Um, and just, he just really pushes me to like achieve the things that I want to achieve because he has like no quit. Um, but he also reminds me to like speak my mind and to be open about things because he is very blunt and he is very straightforward. Whereas I, you know, I don't want to say worry about hurting other people's feelings because that's still important. Like I do Mm -hmm. still think about my words, but, um, like motivating me to be more honest and open instead of keep things to myself. I think that's how he makes me better too. And Abby is just like one of the nicest people you're ever going to meet she has so much passion for everything she does and especially helping people which is great for being a teacher um <laughs> and i think you know the, the best thing that i've learned from abby is that, that you do have to put people before yourself um in order to make relationship work um there are times when you know you're going to have to be selfish but abby has really taught me like hey in this in this time you're going to have to just put yourself aside for a minute and just help out your significant other or help people around you to make their lives better, which will eventually make your life better as well. Hmm. That's awesome. My last question, if your, your, your little brother or your little sister came to you and asked you for advice on what's required to have a successful relationship, what advice would you share with them? So I think it's, it's just finding somebody that really is your best friend that they're going to get along with your friends because if, if that doesn't happen, then you're going to have to pick between and it's not going to work out. Um, and ultimately too, it is just finding somebody that is different than you and has some differences, but is the same as you as well. Because mm-hmm. if you have differences, it's going to allow you to grow and they're going to continue to push you. And as they get better with the things that they're good at, it's going to be like, Oh man, I got to continue to get better at that as well. And just having those differences um, it's just going to continue to drive you. And, you know, we've kind of talked about that. Like I'm, I'm one of those people that really likes to go hang out with friends and, and things like that. And Abby likes to sit at home sometimes, <laughs> but ultimately, yeah. and, 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 but that's, that allows you to reflect yeah. and, and to, to understand what's going on around you. And it makes me focus on doing that as well. And being able to reflect and look back on the week or the, you know, the month and say, Hey, I need to work on this this week or, or anything like that. So I think having somebody that is very similar to you and different as you, um, is, is, is just as important. Yeah. I think another thing, like we talked about our values of like, if he can only give 30% one week, then I need to pick up the other 70% Mm. because like, he's my person, like, and you have to be willing to like make those sacrifices because you care about that person so much. So like he said, finding a person that you're willing to pick up what they can't do, you know, when they can't handle it. Um, I think is really the biggest thing, because if you're not willing to sacrifice for that person, then your relationship's not going to go anywhere. But you also have to realize that when I'm at 20%, he's going to be my 80%. So like, Mm. you have to have that like, reciprocal, like trust and respect. That's going to make things work. Mm. Yeah, that was beautiful. And I think we leave it at that. Um, <laughs> Jeff and Abby, where if uh, somebody was resonating with something you guys said and wanted to ask you a follow up question on how to have a successful relationship, what where's the best spot for them to reach out? Do you guys Instagram? I know, I know, Jeff. I know Jeff over here. Probably yeah. not, but swipe up. No, <laughs> Instagramless Jeff. <laughs> yes, Instagramless is. Jeff. <laughs> yeah, Instagram's fine or email. Either one. Okay. Works. At well, Abby underscore Rowan underscore Nickel. 
Nine. Oh, <laughs> look at that nickel. There we go. <laughs> All right, we'll put that in the show notes too uh, for people to quickly find you guys. Appreciate you having us on. It's an honor. Um, you know, it's always good to talk with you, and I'm I'm glad to see that you're you're killing it out there in San Diego and following <laughs> your dreams, man. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Well, I really appreciate it, guys. Thanks again for the awesome conversation and uh, looking forward to having more of these in person. Welcome back, guys. How awesome was Jeff and Abby? Uh, Hopefully you guys felt some of the connection that they have together. Like I said in my intro, I really, really admire their relationship. So I thought I'd do something a little bit different with my uh, conclusion today. I actually wanted to bring on my girlfriend, Gabby Dimeke, and I thought the two of us could talk about our favorite aspects of the interview with Jeff and Abby. So Gabby Dimeke, welcome to your first appearance in the sandbox. It only took three episodes. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. We'll do our own sometime. Um, But I thought this would be a good intro for us. Uh, but uh, you've probably listened to this episode like 15 times for anyone who doesn't know. Um, she is my executive producer and helps piece this all together for me. Uh, so she has to sit there and listen to all my ums and my ha's and whatever. Uh, so thank you for that. I appreciate it. But my question to you is, what was your favorite uh, what was your favorite part of the interview? Something that resonated with you? Yeah. So, oh man, they said so many like good tidbits throughout their whole thing. I think it was awesome. You can definitely tell that they're just really in sync with each other when they talk and how they talk about the other person. It's very, it's with so much like love and respect. So I think that's super admirable. Um, My favorite part was toward the end, actually, when they were talking about how they make the other person better and how they like encourage each other to be the best version of themselves because I think that's totally like advanced class relationship status like there's building your relationship getting like learning about the other person like getting kind of all that in sync and then once you're at that level I think taking it to the next level and being like okay we're good with each other like we're in a good place with our relationship now how are we going to next level it and make each other better and push each other and encourage each other and be like that support system for whatever your kind of goals and dreams are so i loved that and that's i feel like what we're kind of trying to do ah i, sh- I should have had you ask me first because that was one of my favorite parts um Did i, I like the question yours? yeah yeah i like the question of how they positively influence each other and um, that was a big takeaway for me as well. Uh, it's similar to what you do for me. I, uh, well, I like their congruence with whenever I was talking about identity and it's like, okay, yeah, we have separate identities, but we also have a similar identity and, and what you do reflects not only yourself, but, but me as well. Um, and that for me, it's, that's, that's very positive in the sense that I do a lot of things differently now because I realize um, that it also affects you and you push me to be a better person. And I, I thought it was like such a beautiful way of how Jeff um, framed that that question or responded on that question. So I'll pick yeah. um, another area that I really resonated with right at the beginning whenever I was asking about values and, and their commitment. Um, and the two things that Jeff brought up was forgiveness and humility. And I was blown away. I think that's um, definitely common knowledge, but not necessarily common practice. And you and I have definitely had to work on um, either forgiving fast or 
giving each other time and then being able to circle around on a conversation and come at it with some level-headedness and um, in a safe way. What do you think advice we could give for people who listen to that and are kind of like in on the discussion now, like what, what are things they can do to work on the patience piece, the forgiveness piece, because it can, it's obviously when you're having a logical discussion, like right now we're discussing it, it seems like it makes perfect sense. But when you bring in like real feelings and emotions and situations, it can obviously become way more emotional and like less can it's harder to control so mm-hmm. what do you think we what's a takeaway we can give people yeah um i mean gabby or abby already mentioned the distance piece to it and i think that's that's big it's knowing um deciding ahead of time uh what language you're going to use whenever you both need space um so because in the moment you can't say i'm, I'm going to sleep i'm going like but whenever i can come to you and be like hey I don't know if I can address this right now. Just give me some space. Like, can we chat and, you know, tomorrow morning or whatever it may be? I think that's important. But um, I, I don't know. I think my my the biggest piece to that and what I've found is helpful with the two of us is figuring out the way that we both need to communicate in these kind of situations. Yeah. You're somebody that uh, will blow up um, on something and then. 30 minutes later, I'll get this super long text because you're someone that needs to write out her thoughts and put her thoughts um, in the text. And then I usually read it. And then what do I do after that? Call me. <laughs> I always call you. I'm not going to text some- you back on my thoughts. <laughs> and then sometimes I'll just, I'll just won't answer the first call because I'm like, no. <laughs> and then I realize, you're, okay, she's not ready to talk about it yet. She wanted to voice her, her opinion first. I'm going to try again, yeah. but I very rarely respond um via text on those because i'm someone that likes to communicate uh orally in that sense what about you what 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 piece of advice would you give in this this area i think one thing um that like especially early on with us like whenever we would have like something a topic we disagreed about or like something that like we were having an argument uh about we would like, I especially would be like, Oh, Oh my God, we have to fix this today right now in this next hour. Like time is of the essence. And if it's not fixed, like it's a relationship is ruined, but the, I think the longer you're together and the longer you're with that person, you realize like, this doesn't really have to be fixed right now. Like I'm still going to be here tomorrow. I'm still going to be here next month. If this is a thing, a bigger issue that we need to really have time to talk about and talk through, you don't have to do it today. You can set aside, you can say, Hey, next Sunday, let's set aside two hours to have a discussion about this topic. Mm. Um, so that's one thing that I think young couples, especially like you, everything is kind of newer and like, you just want to do it immediately to resolve the issue. But I think over time, as, as your relationship gets more stable too, it, it's a lot, re- arguments become a lot less rocky and you realize you can have patience with it. Yeah. And we table a lot of arguments too for, for a different time. You, you're right. We do push off, like we'll fight about something on a, on a Wednesday or having a, I shouldn't say that I, we have yeah, a, like a disagreement and yeah. we, we pretty much come to the fact that like, okay, we agree to disagree right now. Yeah. I don't want to end that thread though. I want to continue talking about this, but we can't talk about it because we're walking into a get together. We're going right. somewhere. Um, but let's talk about it Saturday morning. 
So yeah, yeah I think, like, I, that's super, I think that's super helpful advice. I think also realizing too, like the smaller things, like, you know, getting mad over your partner about having your, the hammer in the wrong spot. Like they <laughs> said, something like that. It's like the screwdriver, gonna, the screwdriver. <laughs> they're not going to affect your relationship in the way that like bigger value differences are. Like there's a difference between disagreeing on huge things and small things. So just keeping yes. that in perspective. Yes. Yeah. And we usually just need some space and we need to figure out a, a, how we can come to a compromise on something. And is it something we want to compromise on? And you're right. Well, hey, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. For uh, anybody that wants to connect with me, I am at Justin Lee, L-E-E, Peters, um, on both Twitter and Instagram. So follow me there and reach out to me. If you have an idea on a future podcast, I would love to hear it. I'm open to suggestions. And as always, please give me feedback. I am looking for that as I am in experimental mode right now. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that and tune in for the next episode. See ya.